Mom Save America is brought to you by Integration Partners, a nationwide network integrator specializing in cloud and security solutions. Integration Partners, what's possible? Hello, hello, and welcome to Mom Save America. My name is Tina Graff. I am here with Carrie Lucas. We are a podcast dedicated to mom templating all things that spark controversy, create questioning in our parenting, generally make us go WTF on a regular basis, and, you know, things that in general we struggle with. So today's podcast is all about unlikely friendships, strange friendships, neighborhood friendships, team for anything friendship related. I don't know how much we'll get through, but the topic came to me over the course of the last couple of weeks because I saw an ad that Martha Stewart released with her buddy Snoop Dogg. And I was like, she's hilarious. These two are hilarious. They are imitating the scene from Titanic where they are, you know, Snoop. And, and guess what? Snoop is the girl of in course. this scenario. And please, if I had the ability to push the video, which I probably will do on Instagram, he, she's got her arms around him. They're at a double fry. Yeah, we need that picture. Fryolator. Fryolator holding two him. two frying bins. He's holding like two baskets of fries. She, the song is going on the background. It's just... That's beautiful. Uh, and instead of I'm flying, I'm frying. <laughs> so, so beautiful. I okay, mean, Okay, I'm going to need to see that. Yeah. Snoop's eyes are closed. Yeah. He's just... The wind is blowing. Through his hair. Honestly, I... It was so okay, funny. Okay, gotta so, see that. Yeah, this segment is for their VH1 show called Martha and Snoop's Potluck Party Challenge, which, by the way, has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I thought, God, that is the most unlikely friendship I've ever really thought about. You know, when I was thinking about even like Bill Clinton and George Bush and, you know, Paul McCartney and John Lennon, those relationships may have had strains or whatever, but... Even, Something in common. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, these two, they... It's just bizarre to me, but I love it. So, that's great. Um, that was that's the topic of today. We're going to get into that in a second. Before we do, Franny's drinking from the toilet, as usual. Why? He's why thirsty. Do dogs like, but they can't. They have a bowl, right? Yeah, but he's in here with us. It's right here. Okay, but before we get into um, the topic of the day, I want to make an announcement that our website is in serious construction and we are within, I would say, a month of it going live. So we're going to have a few limited items for sale. So exciting. Along with um, all the previously published podcasts are going to be up there. So, you know, get ready for some mom templating gear. But the only problem is we just don't have a distribution kind of mechanism yet and Carrie was like letting me know that I'm an idiot because I have to get that in place first well I wasn't saying that I was just being um overly optimistic and saying we're just going to be overrun with orders and you don't have the manpower for this all this shipping right (laughs) and she's got mm, 12 sweatshirts over here five of which I'm planning on taking home (laughs) myself so inventory is going to be low well I and and here's the thing like I was trying I was trying to order limited quantities so that I could preview the quality before I start bulk purchasing. Plus, I needed to kind of figure out how the logo would look in different areas. So there's been some rough drafts going on here. I'm just trying to work out the details of the actual They're very cute. merchandise. And for like, they had umbrella, they have, I mean, everything is yeah. out there to throw your smack your label on. But, and the other thing is, is you wanted to have something creative like 
you know, I think mom to play to contemplate mom things is pretty cute. Right. And you were saying something about some Down syndrome. Oh my God. I'm so glad you brought this up. Well, I'll get to the Down syndrome child in a minute. Speaking of um, mom template. Yes. I was freaking out because on Ellen, um, she didn't use mom template. She used mom splaining. Yes. Yes. No, that's. What's her name? I know. She was one, She was in our Coffee Cruise crush. Yes. Kristen Bell. Yes. yes. Yeah. No, I know. She does a mom sla- mom splain <sighs> on... She, they, I'm like, she's trying to steal our thing. And no, she doesn't she, even know she's stealing listen, it. Listen, she did it first. I stole it from her. Oh. I, I Tina, you shouldn't have told me that. No, I, I, I thought mom splaining was hilarious. And I'm like, I want to figure my own thing about okay. it. I don't necessarily need to explain anything. I'm just thinking about it. Okay. That's true. why I said true. Okay, fine. contemplating. Okay, so we're really spinning off of her. We're spinning off, which okay, I think is fine. Fine, fine. It's like, that's how things work, right? Okay. You take a good idea and you make it your own better. Okay, That's fine. how I feel about it. I thought she was stealing. No. So mom templating is going to be, uh, listen, it's trademarked. We're going. We're ready to go. Well, what I was saying to Tina about the inventory is, um, again, we just did a podcast about addiction and too much TV watching, but another show that my family adores is called Born This Way, and it's about um, Down syndrome adults. I think that's the pr- proper term, mentally handicapped um, adults. One of them starts this company, Megology, where she makes like tie-dye t-shirts. Well, they were like so overrun with orders. They were like... What did Megology stand for? Just her name, Meg? Megology. It was just her, you know... The way she sees her brand. It was just her brand. Okay. Yeah. Like, Megology. don't limit me. Yeah, but she and had a TV show that she was going off of. Yeah, but I don't think that they... When they were, when they, it's a reality show. So, of course, when they film the reality show, they don't realize anybody's even going to watch type yeah, thing. Okay. And then, yeah, they were just like overrun with these orders and they're like, their house was turned into this tie dye. And the whole point of it is she's making the shirts herself. Right. So. That's, a po- that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Like if you're, you know, selling bath bombs and you're right. trying to. But in my head, I was thinking, oh, we're going to be like Megology. We're going to be overrun with orders. Yeah. The good news is that somebody else is making the stuff. Well, there'll be two orders that come Although in, so. I did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Although I did, you know, like I was mixing around with the um the design and and it was like oh i could put her skirt in in camouflage yeah and you know anything because that's but somebody once said to me you know that's very right wing and i go camouflage is very like conservative and that's okay we're going to expand our brand in the inventory and i was like listen i think camo is just cool especially right now right i want to save america too of course of course i just want we're open to all stars are big with the you know different brands yeah i don't know i'm gonna i'm gonna put her in every damn situation there is okay and, and special edition her out and if you get it once we're we're supreming this yeah you know? christmas limited edition totally. i mean it's gonna be a big merchandise rollout yeah we will never be doing a podcast again we will just be <laughs> selling merchandise um so stay tuned for that I, I i've been saying it since christmas but listen it's only eight it's almost it's only been three months and i have got the website and i've got the merchandise i just haven't gotten the distribution piece of it yet okay i think i'm doing pretty good yeah absolutely okay. so that said um what the hell was the topic oh friendship <laughs> Like, friendship. Shit. What the hell were we going to mom? Back play? to friendship. Back to friendship. So the other thing besides Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg's unlikely friendship that um, made me go WTF in such a great way was the uh, friendship between, or the frenemy, I would like to say, between Meghan McCain and her friend Denise McAllister that happened a, a little bit ago now by the time this comes out. But if anybody didn't see it, this woman, Denise McAllister, decided to throw shade at The View. And her her tweet was, 
and I quote, can someone explain to me the purpose of the view? It seems to me to be a round table of delusional mental midgets, ricocheting ignorance and lack of emotional regulation. That's what McAllister tweeted. McCain quickly responded. Megan McCain quickly responded. You were at my wedding, Denise. Yeah. Well, and listen, if I, when I'm thinking about that, like initially I'm like, well, she's, you know, that woman is um, on the news, right? She's a right wing, whatever. Denise, yeah. Okay. And she, and her job is to report. But then I'm thinking, like, listen, we, we are all those things that she just said the view was, you know, we're just spewing opinions here, me and you. Sure. If one of my friends said that about this, I'd be terribly hurt like First of all, fuck like, you like, yeah anybody can say it but if your friend who was at your wedding said that right you're like wait a minute well first of all you could have come to me and said i think your show is a bunch of shit or i think you're just you and carrie are annoying and blah 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 but <laughs> which is possible right I, I, that's fine but come can you come directly to me and say that because yeah you, that's really mean that's a, that's her livelihood that's how her friend is making her money mm. and expressing herself well, and she's not, right and wouldn't you think back to like, wait a minute, I was, my friend is on that show. Even if she, because she tried to to pull it back and was like, well, I wasn't, I didn't mean you specifically. I, I meant the, the. The show. The show. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Somebody criticizes us and says, mom saves America is stupid, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah, just, you're calling me stupid. We're ricocheting delusional yeah. mental midgets. We are. <laughs> <laughs> we're not midgets. But yes, we're delusional. Um yeah, I, I don't know. It got me thinking of friendship in general. And that's the topic of today's podcast. It got me thinking in general of how we choose our friends, how it happens over the course of our lifetimes as far as you know where we live, our neighborhoods, the teams our kids join, what what sparks us, how they influence, influence us, both good and bad. Like you were saying on a previous podcast, you have a friend who's like, mm, let's go out and have a drink. Like, and yep. you're like, wait, no, I don't want to have a drink today. Like, right. are you are you jumping in with that person or are you backing off? If we start with our kids in the early stages of them building their friendships, you know, like at preschool or at the mom groups that we join and then the elementary school level, like, who are they gravitating to? What kinds of kids are shaping them? And are we helping them make good connections by making our own connections with people and showing them how it, it works by talking to people and looking them in the eye and making those good, solid friendships of our own? I think the biggest thing um, for if we're talking about kids in general yes, is um, diversify. Like, right. you have to sort of, and you know, when your kids are little, of course, um, I think the friendships gravitate towards whatever moms you're hanging around with and their children. And so then there's those relationships that are formed where really probably those kids might not have anything in common um, right. besides Just, the fact that they're moms they're like mom to hang around right. together and do stuff together. Where we can go and drink and the kids can play. Right, <laughs> exactly. But or like, um, yeah, I think the, the biggest gift that you can give to your children is to diversify them with different groups of friendship so that that one group at school isn't um, molding entirely the person that, you know, they're going to become. And whether we like to admit it or not as parents, the friends have uh, far more influence on yes how they feel about themselves, the trajectory of their li- life, their their mood or school atmosphere than we have. I mean, we can fill them with whatever we want, but if they get to a place where they're not feeling that from their friend group or they're not confident or happy in that, it's all 
washed away. Yeah. I, I was thinking the same thing. Um, I like it better the way you say it about diversify. But, you know, I read somewhere where your children's biggest influences are, number one, their siblings. Number two, yeah. their friends. And then their parents. Yeah. Like we are in third place in that relation because by the time our kids get into middle school, our influence over them is significantly tapered off. And you better hope that you've made your impact early to help them understand how to see various people for many different reasons so that they understand in order for them to maintain healthy relationships that you have to give them that ability to like a lot of different people or have a lot of different friends, which is, I think, very, is not the norm. So I think um, in high school, it's hard. If you're just going to talk about, not not high school, but school in general, okay? It's hard to diversify in that environment because everybody sort of gravitates to a certain thing. And if you don't fit into one of those little pods, you feel really isolated and alone. The beauty of that is, is that if you can flip between those groups and survive middle school, when you get to high school, you're better off. Right. But that's, that's not an easy challenge for young middle school kids. But I'm saying like diversify like you know, um, an out-of-town either sports or arts and crafts activity or something. That group of people are all coming together from different environments. And then you have, like, your family friends um, group. So that there's always sort of a pod or a place for your child to land or feel welcomed. And I think, like, the beauty of the outside school friendship is I've noticed – you know, my older girls have made amazing, right. you know, lifelong friendships through their out-of-school activities. Right. But they've often come to me and said, if we went to high school together, you know, this person wouldn't talk to me or we wouldn't be friends. But in this environment, right. they have a common goal and right. they see the person for sort of who they are more so than what group they're in. and Exactly. They're best friends for life and that's a great feeling for a kid to sort of acknowledge and have that yeah we're all different and we all are friends in this new environment yeah and I think for some you know it's it's not easy to have an out of um you know an out of school activity from a sporting event or or sporting situation because it costs money or whatever I mean those are things that are tricky we made the decision not to do certain club teams for for henry for example and certainly he's he's got different friend groups related to different sporting activities but they're all within the community Mm -hmm. and i do think that that affects him although he has plenty of kids who go to private school who he's still friends with with, so it eliminates that specific um issue I don't. I see that as good and bad. So from for my girls, where they do an out of school activity, they tend to they they are tending not to make as close of friends in high school mm-hmm. in their school because they have that other outlet. Yeah, that is, is true. Which I is feel that fine. same way too. Yep. I don't necessarily think that that's a, a bad thing. It's just the diversification you have to develop. I, I think the the point is like, what is it that makes you even is it gravitate to those people? Is it the fact that you're spending all that time with them? Is it just a time in proximity? And then that is what happens. So how much control do we have as parents over that? Like, we're like, okay, we're moving into that activity. And when do we, if we don't like what's happening, when do we pull them out of that? Or I think it's who um, they 
they choose to continue the connection and the friendship with after, after that's gone where you really yeah. see who um because yeah when you're in a you know aau baseball or something right. and you're all traveling together and doing that thing together yes there's certain connections within that team or sport where right. you've made friendships but you're all liking each other right. it's when you've moved back to the high school team or who regular, are you still yeah. texting right communicating who do you with? miss yeah who do you miss who do you and miss? i think too you mentioned um the neighborhood friendship piece of it and that is like a whole other layer of kid friendship that's great and yet really hard too because you know you have these um neighborhood friends right right they're over every day playing hanging out whatever but then you go to school and oh wait you're not talking to me exactly so there's that whole other and i think that the kids handle it much better. Much better than yeah. the parents. Like, yes. I feel like the kids sort of know. Yeah, you're my neighborhood I'm friend. I'm a neighborhood friend. And and they both sort of are fine with that most of the time. Right. But I think for the parents, sometimes if one is. Um, like, wait a minute. Why? You didn't sit with. Like, it's like, I'm like, you're not sitting with her at lunch? Yeah. Because it's. Uh, uh, yeah. You, go, you walk to school together. Like, how does yeah, that happen? Yeah, so weird. And, and then you have to think about it from an adult perspective, too. Like. If I'm at a party with, um, which never happens, but if I'm at a party with, like, let's say, 10 friends. Right. Which I don't even know that I have. Right. But I'm just saying, broad picture. Right. Think of it, put yourself in that kid's position. You love all 10 of those people. Right. But who are you going to gravitate and sit next to in that social environment? That's the worst. When the table gets, like, who, what chair? Are yeah, you like who are you sitting next to at the dinner table? Oh, well, and I mean, you have to try to be adult about it too, and realize that piece of it doesn't really matter. No, of course. But I mean, in who do you wish to be talking to at that event? Who are right. you seeking out? Even right. though all ten are your friends, right? Who right. are you wanting to hang with? And and realize that from a kid perspective, it doesn't mean like if I'm at up someplace and I'm choosing not to talk to Tina. Yeah. Let's say. Let's okay. Just say this happens quite a bit. Never. No. Never. Um <laughs> you know what? It doesn't mean I don't like no, Tina. And here's the thing. Here's the other thing. Like I there there'll be plenty of times where there's people that I really like that I know I'm going to talk to at a different time. But you don't can't talk to them right now. But it's like, wait a minute, there's all these other people too. And I'm like, oh you you and I'll talk. And I know that and there's a connection there. And it's like I'm not gonna worry about first of all I'm not gonna worry about Making you comfortable and making right. me comfortable because I know you're fine. Right. So that's another thing that another level of it too. It's like there's certain people that you feel like not that you need to support, but just that you feel like oh I gotta I gotta spend a little time right with those people right right. And I think too that that happens with kids too. And I think parent ego can sometimes get in the way of that relationship being like wait what do you what do you mean that person's being ignored or why didn't you go talk to that person? Yeah. It's just part of the social balance but the parental ego part of it has to stay out of the friendship kids friendships right, and that is hard to do it is hard to do it's like like you just said first of all like especially when it comes to birthday parties or yeah. invitations being sent out or how do we you know as you as the kids grow up you can just kind of take a back yeah, seat to take, that and be right. like listen you have to decide who you want to invite or who you want to hang with because but in the but beginning, that in between process you're talking yes, about, Tina, where, is very messy. So where you went from elementary school, right. and all these people are invited to the party. You invite okay? the whole class, blah blah blah, right? Or so. And then in middle school, you're trying to make like your kids are trying to, um, you know, 
put their independence in it. Sure. And I only like these six people. Right. And so you're like, oh, but that mom is my best friend. Please right. invite, you know, you have all this weirdness. And you could like that person again next week. Like, what? Right. Guys, you know, like, right. let's keep it open. Mm-hmm. Let's keep it fluid. But that is a messy process that when you come out the other side, you can reflect back on and be like, oh, why did I get so but upset you, about that? Yeah, but or, you have said it's 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 always good to just include. It's But excluding is always going to be a problem when it comes yeah. to the friendships perspective. You don't have to be best friends with everybody. There's no reasons why you can't you But can't then there is them. a point where well, if they're you don't have to, to include. No, but I think in that in-between place... I think you do. Yeah. But I think, yeah, when you come out the other side, everything's more open and you have been kind. And then at that point, let's say high school, let's just you know keep hard mm-hmm. lines on it. You can be like, yeah, you know what? You don't like where that kid's going. You don't like what that kid does. Whatever. You're not interested in the same. That kid's just really into music and you you don't play right. an instrument. Blah, right. Blah, blah. So we don't, we don't hang together as much. And that's an okay thing. Things start to shake themselves out. But in those, you know... Fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade years, it's 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 messy. It's all a crapshoot. It's messy. And, and it's and there's still like parental involvement in some of it where other people have backed driving. away. Yeah. So then you're like, wait, what you're backing, you know, I don't know, it's very messy. And then too, like in high school, um, you know, you can have people um that you were friends with for a long period of time yes. that you're no longer friends with all of a sudden right. anymore. And can be really painful right i'm just gonna say the good part about that is if you can maintain a um a healthy attitude about it throughout that time they do come back around and what do you mean a healthy where you can say where you cannot become um as a parent or as a kid bitter angry hateful right if you can just sort of acknowledge that um oh that was painful but that wasn't a good place for me anyways and I've sort of done my own thing and and then later on in life realize, gosh, there's things I really like still like about that person yes. and they still really like me. Right. Like right. it comes it's nice. It comes back around, you know, after high school and into college and yeah, you don't have to be best buddies, but you're still laughing about, "Oh my god, remember when?" and right, you know, right. it's so, but yeah, you can't get... Um, and the other thing about friendships... Sabotaging about it, I guess. Right. And I think the other thing about friendships too, especially with your kids and certainly with adults, is setting expectations with your friends. Like certain things about friendships are you can't expect everything from any one person right. in your life. That's why I'm saying diversify. Exactly. But for kids, you know, I think the, the message to them is understand like... The, the term best friend has always annoyed me. Like, mm-hmm. wait a minute. I, I have, there are a lot of people that I feel are close, that I'm close with. There's a Yeah, but hand- why should you have to pick the one? I, you, Silly. But, but I do think that that happens when the kids are little and they have this, like, you're my best friend. And mm-hmm. I just had this conversation with Grace and, and talking. She's like, I don't, I don't know, mom. I don't know why everybody is using that term all the time. Right. Like, like I don't, if, if you don't have a best friend and everybody else has a best friend and I feel left out. And, or like I, I was her best friend last week and yeah, now, now somebody she's else. Yeah, now she's so-and-so's best friend. And yeah. I'm like, 
can we just let go of the, the best word. Yeah. at this point for for all of us? Mm-hmm. And I think obviously you do that as you get older, but I just think that there is some sort of early psychological thing that goes on with kids that draws them into using the term best or closest to identify a specialness that they feel to certain kids. Because as soon as you label something, then it becomes specific and you can't put expectations on somebody if, if they're not able to give those things back to you. Now you've just now you've just already set the bar to is that your stomach? My stomach is growling. I'm sorry. Holy I thought that was Franny, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Franny farted again in here and I was gonna be like, Oh, oh no, please no. not. Um because you're gonna be disappointed. That yeah. was my message is that if you if you say that this person is my best friend and then they're not capable of doing the things that you really expect a best friend to do, then oh, you're disappointed. And two, they're going to let you down. No Everybody kidding. does. And it's okay. It's and, totally okay. Yeah. And two, with like the inclusion and all that, I think you just have to constantly be saying to your kids, and it's so hard, like it's apparent, like nobody gets invited to everything. Right. And then you have to remind them, oh, remember when you had six people over last week and you didn't include those three? Right. Well, now those three are having everybody that you invited over, but you, you know, right. I'm not saying that that happened. I'm and just saying in general, like you have to remind them of it's okay to not go to everything. It's okay to not thing, be included. The other thing about friendship that I think is key that in, in all the articles that I was reading and, and researching about is like, no one talks about, can you just like yourself as a, do you think you're a good friend? Do you like hanging out with yourself? Right. Like what's fun about you? Like, yes. exactly. That's so true, Tina. Like think about, well, why would they want to hang out with you? What are you offering? What are you bringing to the table? Yes. And then in general, it's like, wait, I think I'm pretty fucking cool. I think that I, you know, I'm interesting or wh- whatever. Like find things about yourself yeah. and focus on those things to make them good and better and kind and whatever it is so that people... Which is hard when you're little because uh, you're so no, but insecure. As, and- but that's the point is as you get into, I'm in the fifth, sixth, seven, in that middle school, yeah. ge- in that time where the soup is ugly, like bad analogy, but whatever, where the, yeah. you know, where all the stuff is just like bubbling up and cra- just... Now is when they have to find out who they are. What do you like? Do you like and that yourself? Is, that is what's going on in those messy years. Right. But parents forget about that. And also when we were talking last week about, you know, bulldozering parents and all of that. Yes. That is part of their self-exploration. And it's so painful for both of you. But if you're not allowing them to do it and figure it out on their and own. Fail and fail and, and have people not like them on a regular mm-hmm. like, or people tell them, yeah, you're a jerk. Right. You're you're bragging up the, you're like, who the yeah. frick? Like, yeah. shut up. Or you're being mean. And or- I tell you, I, you know, I, I think boys are better at it than girls. Boys certainly. are way better at it than boys girls. Boys are better at, like, cutting through the shit and telling that, I think it happens faster with boys. And then I think they recess a little bit. They, they definitely do it more at the middle school years and then by high school they're like you're not even worth my time telling you that you're well and two boys can be very like cutting like right away like say something really um well they'll call you out on your shit immediately in almost a very cutting and mean truthful way right which isn't always the best tactic it's a great tactic but they're over it in 10 minutes here's the thing Boys usually call you out on your shit when the shit actually happens instead of three days later. There's no bullshit around it. There's no game. There's no pretending. That's the thing that I I never like about girls playing that, like, 
well, you know, not saying what you mean right. when you mean it. And right. listen, no one wants to hurt people's feelings. Right. But sometimes you have to just speak what you feel. Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes you're wrong. I have done that plenty of times. Yeah. Where I have said something that I thought was truthful because of a situation and I was wrong yeah and I had to apologize because I didn't want to lose a friendship over it but I was like in that moment I thought you know what that did affect me in such a way and I'm like I'm gonna tell you and, yeah you know that gets me into trouble but I definitely think boys do a better job at kind of sussing that out but if you go back to the initial comment of finding themselves in a place where they feel secure about yeah. who they are in the fact that this whether you're invited or not whether you're picked or not it's like i still have this these things about me that i like right and two along with um diversifying and trying to have different groups of friendships outside of school you know one can make you feel pretty crappy and then you go to the other one and you're like wait these people like me i'm still me i'm still this so you sort of build that self-esteem and confidence in them that with with right with family friends yeah exactly or the neighborhood friends or whatever it is so you're just sort of yeah and and as a parent you do have to steer them because they don't like i was saying in a previous podcast why are the negative comments so easy to pull out or easy to retrieve versus the positive comments and as much as we as parents want to tell our children they're wonderful they're great which we do and that you're the best you know they're only going to listen to outside stimuli so um my daughter got in the car yesterday this is like how you're saying why is that pathway through the brain the negative so much easier yes because it's constant so she gets in the car and she says um and she appeared to be in a pretty good mood when she got in the car. Yes. And we drove a friend home and the two of them were laughing and talking as I'm driving home, whatever. And he gets out of the car and she goes, oh, nothing good happened today. Oh. That was her yes. first sentence to just me when we were alone in the car. Oh, boy. And so my immediate response was, why not? And then I went, wait a minute. Yes. Before you tell me why nothing good happened today, tell me three good things. really good things that yeah. happened today. Yes. Because I think you just have to train your... And she was like, oh, let me see. And it wasn't easy for her. Right. But she came up with three, you know, good things that happened. I'm like... The fact that she played the game with you is a really good thing. Because my kids probably would have been like, mom, just let me get out what I wanted to say. No, but because she's trying desperately to clear that other path. And um, so she, you know, labeled the three good things. And then when she got to the bad things, I'm like... This doesn't sound all that bad. Like... Could she recognize that too? Yeah. She was like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, and it was almost sort of like when she when she went to say nothing good happened today, it's it was going to be in a joking yes. way about the. But you do have to refix all of oh, that. It's so it's so interesting. I mean, and you know, to segue into friendships that are unlikely, um, I want to talk about that a little bit because I think that that affects us to a great deal too. When you don't necessarily have a lot in common with the person that you're friends with. Because that's kind of how this whole thing started for me was the Snoop Dogg and and Martha Stewart and then the other strange relationship that I always thought of, which was the Ruth Bader Ginsburg, um, Anthony Scalia friendship, that that they're on polar opposite sides of the political spectrum, Mm -hmm. right, as far as their views, conservative and um, liberal, yet they could leave that and see each other 
in, a, in as more than just one thing. And so my message to myself and to my kids is that even if you think that you may have nothing in common with somebody or that they looked or act or talk different from you or they have different views, if you just open the door and you try, you never know what you could find. And maybe if you look at how that person makes you feel, things could turn out in such a wonderful way. You never know. You could be Snoop and Martha. I think, unfortunately, about- that the the that political thing that you're talking about with um, Anthony Scalia yeah. and Ruth Bader Ginsburg, I think that's gone by the wayside. I feel like that used to be the norm. You know, somebody said that about um, McCain, hey, I think, yeah. one time. Like, we were great friends. We disagreed on most things politically, but I respected him as a human being for the character and all. So, but that seemed, I don't know, no, but that I hope seems that- to be lost in that avenue. But... In re, you know, in our lives, yeah, we should be striving to overlook. But that in, in the friendship aspect of it, that's what I'm saying. Like in our normal lives, we come, you know, we have to see people for how they treat us. And hopefully we teach our kids to respect everyone else's personal beliefs because we have to ask ourselves, are they good and kind to us? And do we do we feel happy around that person? And and I think it's so good when they hear about things that we don't actually do. The girls turns like we don't go to church and and some of the friends are like really, you know, they're getting their yep. communions or yes. they're getting there. And my kids are like, well, why don't we do that? And are we, and I'm like, well, I just, you know, your grandmother's horrified. I don't know I what can't to fit tell it you. into the schedule. Yeah. Like and I'm just like, listen, I, I had, a, I've actually said I had a loss of faith. You guys can make your own decision right. as you grow up and you might be influenced from some of your friends that do go to church and you like that. That's fine with me. And, and that's the thing, like, you, you can't be alienated from it. You have to learn from everything. Right. Instead of rejecting everything that doesn't feel, that doesn't look the same as you. Right. Learn from the things that don't look the same as you. And some things you might like, some things you might not like. But moralistically and kindness and generosity, all, are, are those people good to you? And right. do they make you feel good or do they make you feel stressed? Do they create anxiety in you or do they make you feel... Are they a CBD oil or are they not? That's the question. Like, are they gasoline or are they CBD oil? Yeah, that's, yeah. that is the thing. Like, because that's what I feel like happens. Certain friendships just ignite just crap. And other friends are just easy. And really? And that's in, in throughout life, right? Yes. Through, okay. Throughout yes. Life. And throughout life. And uh, still along the lines of a bulldozery parent. I had a gasoline friend and I had you know friends that made me feel calm and you know now as a mother I I think at times like why did my mother ever let me hang out with that gasoline well that was a huge learning thing for me and that person also brought great things into my life that I would never have experienced had that been removed from my life? No, Do you know I, what I'm I mean? not saying remove them. I'm just saying you. As but I'm you, saying as parents, sometimes we just have to, without allowing our child to be in harm's way or something. Yes, you have to sort of step back and recognize recognize that she she has to figure this out on her own. That this person isn't great for her, or this person is offering her something that she's craving. But you can say like this person is has a spark. That might be too much for you. Yes. But it might not be. But you have to recognize that that person is aggressive or bossy or whatever that um, stimulus is that mm-hmm. makes you, your stomach's growling again. I'm that so, makes you, I can't believe you can hear that. Well, I got a, micro, I got a microphone. <sighs> your microphone is right above your belly. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, but it's like 
you have to be able to tell your kid, like, you have to figure out how to handle that. Manage that that situation, yeah. Because there's going to be people like that throughout your life. Yes. And how do you decide, well, I don't necessarily want that around me all the time. Right. And that's not going to be the the friendships that I gravitate to because I'm not jumping off a cliff 24-7, you know, every yeah. day. I don't yeah. want to, like, bungee jump and skydive. That's oh, my her. God. I'm gonna, we're going to have to take a break. I'm going to have to take a bite of my bar. Okay. Hold on. Mom Save America is sponsored by Oak Bog. Oak Bog supporting all things Apple. Okay, so we're back after a quick snack. Um, <laughs> the thing that I was trying to say is that our friends – you know, you have to understand where where the influence comes from with your friends. And some of the friends that are high energy, high sparks, high controversy, you have to, as a parent, you, you can't bulldoze your way through, but you have to manage. You have to just expect your kids to, or talk to your kids about like, listen, that friend is like, you know, probably going to try things that you might not want to try. Yeah. And too, or it's all part of the learning process and we were talking before about like you know young girls like when they're in their teen years or whatever those female relationships are very much like um you know little mini love affairs you know right, they're right. they're much more intimate and sharing you know with their best girlfriend oh, they, exactly. or a good girlfriend as as to you know the latest boyfriend of the week or whatever they can be very strong deep and emotional I think kids relationships now are more apt to discuss that like sophie turner who's nick jo- joe jonas's fiance game of thrones girl she just came on record saying yeah i've i've how does she say it? she's i've experimented with women women because she loves a soul not a gender and i think they're more inclined not necessarily where we're like that's so weird and yeah. it's like not necessarily well, I think kids are just much more fluid now and open to um, different experiences oh. than you know things were when we were we were back as a kid, which is great and fine. And I could care less, you know, what you're gravitating towards. And I want you to have, you know, an intimate relationship with anybody that in your you life that good. makes you feel exactly. good. That respects but two, you. But two, I wonder you- sometimes if that line gets. Um, and who cares? Right. I don't care. But I wonder if that line gets crossed sexually, like where you're misinterpreting um, your oh, you passion can. and love for yes. your best friend right. as a, um, you know, sexual, sexual. chemistry or, or turning something. turning that into a sexual thing versus right. like just loving that person for the love of a friendship versus right. the physical love. Well, and two, again, it. I th- it makes no difference to me no. if they want to no. be, you know, fluid and flip back between a girl or a boy whatever i could care less but i do wonder sometimes if you're getting confused or masked by those really passionate feelings that you know kids have when they're younger i think there are some people that just know they like girls just know they like boys and and other people that are in the middle like i don't know what i like i i never used to think that before i think it was like either you're gay or you're not gay either you're straight or you're not straight but i think that there is um a, a portion of people that, I mean, confused is not the right word. Just like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, I, I'm i not sure or it doesn't really make a difference to me. Yeah. And I'm like, that portion of people that probably never had a voice is starting to come up with the this fluidity or pansexual or whatever the mm-hmm. terms are that they're using. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. That's cool. That's good. Like, maybe this is a part of, maybe we, it would help now of people that, you know, get married for the wrong reasons, not right. just because they're gay, but just because they were not quite sure of what they wanted. And it would solve a lot of 
heartache and problems later on if you can just let them experiment or just go back and forth for however long they want to go back and forth until they're like, yeah, I really like this this person, male, female, whatever, for the group of population that is kind of like, hmm, I'm not sure. Just I've, I've gone back and forth and I found the right person. And too, it's all about your journey of figuring out who you, you are, are and right. finding yourself. Right. I mean, right. Both with a friendship and a, rom- a romantic, romantic relationship. relationship. Yeah. But it's all yeah, part of it. It is. It's interesting. I just thought it was that the more people like the Sophie Turners of the world that come out and are just like, yeah. I'm- yeah. If you can just normalize it for everybody so everybody doesn't think it's weird or different or i don't and know that, and then and, or say any sort of like shaming thing on it of mm-hmm. well now you're with joe jonas like how do you know right who cares right like, he's a good at that point in my life yeah. i was in love with that person yeah at this point i'm now in love with this person right. yeah yeah we get so tied up in um your genitals, really. I mean, who cares? Right. I mean... No, it's true. I'm not trying to be graphic, but no. pleasure's all delivered in the same way. So exactly. it doesn't really matter what the genitals of the person you're yeah. with are looking with. And how your heart feels about certain people and, and, you know, both making you laugh, making you cry, doing all of those things. Like, how do you actually feel every day or, you know, who do you miss? Who do you... Right. Who do you... Who does, who does it for you? And... That translates to friendship as well as romantic relationships and all different sorts, you know, proximity, timing, sports, war, all of these things play into who you gravitate to, who who speaks to you. And I think as parents, like we said earlier, you just have to try to guide your kids to know themselves as best yes. as they can yes. and to trust that they're, they're a good friend. They're right. good back they 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 can be a good friend they can look at a situation from different points of view and take take moments of their day to recognize hmm, maybe i'm not right maybe i am right i i just have to bring this up quickly we we did our podcast was on public shaming last week a couple weeks ago a yeah. couple, whatever yeah. and um I loved this um, this woman I know, and I've done this myself too. But she had such a great way of putting it. She wrote, "Hey out there, I know all of us as parents are doing the best job we possibly can about teaching our children to be um, great friends and compassionate towards each other. And even with all our teaching, sometimes they don't follow." our best advice. Maybe it's time to have a chat with your children again, especially if your children have come into contact with mine today. (laughs) Thank you. And I thought that was so, first I think she has like four kids. So it's very ambiguous. Right, with kid. But I loved it because I'm like, she wasn't really shaming or blaming. She was saying, hey out there, have a little chat with your kid about not being an asshole today. Right. And I loved it. I was like, that's so great. It is, it, it is, it's perfect. And you know what? Every kid is. Of course. Like, I think, you know, one of the first podcasts, don't, you know, your kids can be assholes. No, every kid's going to make a mistake, going to be mean, something bad. You right. know, you're you're always going to be on both lines. Your kid's going to get it and your kid's going to deliver it right. sometimes. Right, Recognize that yeah. and be, yeah, as parents, you can be an asshole yeah. too. Yeah, And you know what? It's okay. I embrace the asshole. Yeah, just, well, just a little friendly reminder. Yeah. Have a chat tonight. Did you do anything mean today? Yeah, yeah. right. Remind him. All right. Great. Anyways. Uh, okay. Well, on that note, we're going to... Um, I'm sure we'll revisit the friend topic many times, but stay with us for um, Palm Save America public service announcement and a coffee cruise crush. OK, 
Okay, so this public service announcement is brought to you this time by my friend Patrick Donahue. Patrick is uh, an entrepreneur and he is helping people realize their dream of business ownership while at the same time trying to help moms and dads create more moralistic and well-adjusted kids in this world. So Patrick put together, among other things, something called the Mom's Mantra. The reason that I'd like to highlight it for this particular podcast is because of one part of his mantra that talks about the virtue of friendship, how our kids have become disconnected, and how maybe we, as parents from this non-digital age, can assist them. The following segment is from one of Patrick's recordings from his seminars. I found it valuable, and I hope you will too. Thanks. I've spent the last 10 years listening to parents share their wisdom as to how they teach their children to develop character. Mom's mantra, the 10 things you should know about your millennial, is a collection of virtues and lessons on how we can teach these virtues to develop character. The first virtue is friendship. I would argue that we're here on earth to serve one another. It's a message that has stood the test of time and continues to serve us today. I choose friendship and relationship building because there's been a cataclysmic shift in the digital age. I'm no genius, but it seems to me that kids in the digital world are not so good at connecting and building relationships. They're in constant contact mode with their devices, and yet they seem socially unstable and unconnected. Watching kids interact in person often makes me cringe. I know this will come as a shock to you, but four years of staying up until four in the morning playing Fortnite has not helped their social skills. Due to the distance provided in the digital world, kids are less likely to make eye contact. They certainly do not read the subtle nonverbal cues that we learned growing up. The good news is that we as parents do have the ability to connect. We're more socially talented. We came from a place long ago where people first met in person, not on a social platform. There's something they can learn from us. If you're like me, you may be surprised that your kids have not taken your clues on how to meet people. I recognize this shift as an opportunity to teach our kids something we clearly know much better. In the digital world, they connect through self-promotion, great pictures, clever comments, places they've been, parties they're attending. In the real world, we connect through kindness and trust, fundamentally different and in direct opposition. The magic of a stranger's kindness is nowhere to be found in the digital world. Our kids need us. I hope that makes you feel good. It makes me feel good knowing my children need me. Today, we provide ample opportunity for our kids to avoid boredom, and thus they never starve for friendship as we did growing up. Their form of socialization, though unhealthy, gives them access to their peers, look behind the curtain inside their lives to know what their acquaintances and others are doing. This access could be at the root of the rise of depression and anxiety amongst teens. The good news is they need us to help them connect in person. There it is for us to contribute to our kids' development in their late teens. We know how to engage in person. I'm happy to provide a principle which will aid the development of impersonal skills and relationships for your children. It's called the skee-ball principle. The skee-ball principle is based on the old carnival game where a player rolls a series of balls to score points. The balls go up a ramp, to fall into one of several holes of ascending value. Do you remember that game? Relationships are much the same. You meet people and you connect and you decide where those people fit in your life. Some people are acquaintances, some friends, some are in your inner circle, and a few make it to your personal board of directors. Every day I set out to make new friends. Around noon, I'll go to the gym today. 
As I enter, I'll hold the door for strangers. Not simply the person behind me. I'll hold the door for the person across the parking lot. I like the reaction I get. As more people come across the threshold, the thank yous grow louder and smiles bigger. Usually the last person will say, you might be here all day. To which I reply, if only I was so lucky. I just had five perfect strangers greet me with their first words as thank you. It's a great way to start a friendship. Best of all now, my kids come to the gym with me and they hold the door too. So this is my social ski ball. There's a point system. I give myself 10 points for a thank you, 20 points if I learn a stranger's name. This new friend may start a conversation. That conversation might lead to an exchange of more information. As the relationship escalates, the points increase. Future conversations might lead to a more formal greeting, an introduction to a friend, or a bit of private information they want to share. As the trust builds, so does the relationship. Sometimes you really hit it off with someone and they become a truly close friend. These special roles are like that center skee-ball 50-pointer. Now, there's some roles you just cannot explain. The ball starts off as it always did, but suddenly it skips off and lands in that 100-point slot way up in the corner. These relationships are so unique and exceptionally rare. Those relationships are the ones I invest the most time in. The more you roll, the more opportunities you have to improve the quality of relationships and the happier be. All people are inherently good. They can enrich your life by getting to know them. It may take a few rolls. Most, in fact, do. Some become more valuable the more you roll, and some a little less so. Now, there's a trap adults fall into. At some point in our lives, we stop trying to find new relationships. I hear people say it all the time. I have enough friends. Do we ever have enough friends? I think kids today have a different approach to meeting people. They meet great volumes of people through social networks. Kids today struggle socially in person, but don't underestimate the power of access to new people and new ideas. I'm sure it did not come as a shock to you that I suggest that all the screen time has not helped develop interpersonal skills. What may shock you is that I would suggest they're taking your clue. Your actions speak so loud they can't hear what you're saying. As a parent with one young children, it's not your responsibility to complain about your kids today. Do not be a victim of the digital age. Teach your kids how to connect. Shake hands. Make eye contact. Be an active listener. You're good at it. Be kind to strangers. Stop and listen to the elderly man who has stories to tell. These are the skills they'll use for life. In turn, they can explain to us how to use those apps on our phones that can connect us to an old friend. That friend from our childhood that we listen to when we stop listening to our parents. Thank you to Patrick for allowing me to post part of his mom's mantra on my podcast. And if you'd like to hear more, stay tuned. I will be posting the transcript on my website. Okay, in honor of friends and the friend topic of today's podcast, we are going to Coffee Cruise Crush Girls from the Friends TV show. Monica, Rachel, and Phoebe. And we're doing their characters, not who yes. they are in real life. Or who they are today, because the 90s was a much different time. But let's just take it from, like, their characters. I'm taking them as their characters on the show. The show. Okay. Who do I want to spend the most time with? Right, 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 right. Okay. Let's just do a quick reminder of who, because, like, some of the millennials are going to be like... No, Friends has had a huge resurgence. It has? Oh, my God. The three most streaming shows are Friends... The Office and Parks and Rec. Oh, okay. All right, I'm wrong. Um, we haven't gotten into the Friends thing. Oh yet. no, no. Friends okay. is Friends Actually, is big right now. Okay. What did Henry say he's watching right now? Uh, I forget. 
Was it? it well, he's already done The Office in Parks. Yeah. Oh, he's doing that 70s show. Oh, yeah. Another. Great. The 70s show. Yeah. He, okay. It. So I'm taking um, No Doubt About It, Phoebe, okay. on the cruise. Okay. Um, she cracks me up. She's funny. She's like dim-witted. She's always, you know, there for you. And um, my kids have a... Um, cheer coach who in every aspect embodies her embodies phoebe from friends so just i have to take her on the cruise i love her to death um so she's coming on the cruise um it's which one you're crushing is the question i know who i'm crushing i'm crushing rachel okay i'm taking monica to coffee because i appreciate the ocd and organization side of it i like that in a person I want to be a little bit more like that. Like, right. I respect that piece of her. Um, yeah, no, Monica's coming to coffee because I'm going to get tips from her. And Rachel, I'm crushing. She can't make a good decision. She's... Um, Interesting. This is such a reflection on who you are. You know that. I know, because Rachel's probably most like me, unfortunately, and I'm crushing her. No, no, no. No, you're most like Phoebe. Oh, you think? That's funny that that's who you see. I'm looking at Ma- Rachel as I mean, she spends too much money. Well, she makes huge mistakes. She's always... Um, other messing than, shit up like no i think other than spending the money i think that's about one of you know i don't think she i don't think i think you are just more fun loving supportive generally i wouldn't say dim-witted <laughs> you like, can say dim-witted no. i would say more like just you know throwing shit out there yeah not really like okay well and i'm trying to get into the meditating now too so yeah yeah that's that's funny. phoebe's more holistic okay she, she definitely is that's interesting that you think that all right who what's happening with you so, i already know what's going to happen with you but. that's so funny of course you do probably i so i would take monica on the cruise with me right because she's most like you right totally <laughs> and the funny part is is i would absolutely crush rachel too yeah and and go, I would go to coffee. So we would just swap those yeah. two. I'd go to coffee with Phoebe. Poor Rachel. Why are we all mad and at the her? The only problem with Rachel for me was she was always acting like the girl that needed a boyfriend and was never really happy in her own skin. It was always about her. Little you bit know? of a superficial way all yeah, the time. And, and not like for what they were. Like for all Monica's flaws, she, she saw things, she saw the world in a specific way and she was working towards that. And I love that she's a reformed fat kid in the show. Of that's me that's too. the best part I'm of the going show. To, I'm going to post a picture of like <laughs> chubby middle school team and and then Monica, Jane, then and now. Then Jane Fonda. Yeah. Although I couldn't do like the fillers and stuff. Like, although I think she just went through this whole phase of she's not doing any more injections in her face. No, and, uh, Monica, she started to look weird. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I always wanted to get up on stage with Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, so that's let's amazing. Just yeah. Say okay. That. Um but from from Rachel's standpoint, I felt like she was just like I don't know what doctrine in her head she was trying to follow in life. It was just like so um, loosey-goosey. She, yeah. didn't, she didn't have an opinion about anything real. And she True. was just kind of like going from thing to thing, not with any order or, or sense about it. In life. Passion. Correct. And I didn't, I, yeah. So I would crush her as well, even though, you know, I certainly had her hair. Definitely had her hair. Great cut. hair. Great hair. And I would take Phoebe to um, coffee right. only because, again, I would I like that sense of silliness yep. of her. But I'd have to go on. A, we'd have to just, you know, clean the whole ship or something. <laughs> we'd reorganize the whole thing. Pantries, everything. So 
Okay, we're keeping the Coffee Cruise crush shorter these days because we've had some comments about... Some negative feedback. Some negative feedback (laughs) on the fact that we go through this whole show promoting all these good, positive things, and then we trash certain things. So we're not trashing anybody. We're just... We're just sharing. 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 Sharing sharing is caring. All right. Thank you so much for listening and joining us. Remember to email us at info at momsaveamerica.com and, you know, tweet at us, Instagram us, anything. Direct message us. We'd love to hear any and all feedback. Thanks again. We're out.